Whoa. Oh, come well, on, you three chords. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's E flat, da, sorry. Da, da, so what you like about that Dickie Moore? Da, da, got jazz instincts. Da, 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 da. Hello, Dave! Hello, Ollie! Hello, hello, hello. And welcome! This is hard multitasking. To sustain a mammal, sustain a bauble. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Stop that now. Right. Very good. Welcome yourself, all to sustain a mammal 274, which has the dual distinction of being the last babble ever. The last babble ever. The last babble ever. This is it. It is this is this and also our christmas special sustainable but i am in the babble shed turn the oh, fan off turn the fan turn off, the fan off. <laughs> see that's why yeah okay turn the fan, <laughs> fan now off very that's good better isn't it that's much better yeah we should, we should regret this soon it is several degrees below freezing outside there is ice and snow so we are in the babble shed oh, but but there is ice and snow but dave there's also brandy. Babble brandy. Pour yourself a babble, babble brandy. brandy. Pour right. yourself a babble brandy. Now, have you ever done babble drunk? I think once or twice you've been a slightly couple on of the wrong side the... of tipsy, yeah. but but generally, I think we've been very professional. I think we have. Well, that's about. We know have no need to do that anymore. So bring the babble brandy on. Do not tip the babble brandy down the microphone. We want to start. Thank you very much. It was sharp there. Thank you very much. We are Sustainable Babble. We are your friendly, no longer weekly environmental podcast, all about people and the planet. And why? Just because we are giving up, that doesn't mean you should. Yes? Absolutely. Uh, yes, it's very strange. Talk to the microphone, please. Sorry. Very strange to think this is it. This is it. But there we go. Uh, we have done 273 episodes before this one, and we're not going to do any more. After this one, unless of course we do, Dave. Oh, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, stand your, oh, let's let's begin as we mean to go on. Um, cheers to your good health and to yours. To your good health. Happy Christmas, old B. Thank Happy you for Christmas. having me in the shed. Be bad almost. No shed, isn't it? It's Minimalist, I think. It's, it's come um, on. It's come on. There's actually room for me to sit in it, unlike last time. <laughs> there's hardly anything in here, really. The crew's goal here was to try and convey the sheer scale of this mound of droppings. Um, right. So, what are we going to talk about this week? Oh. That's that's pleasant, isn't it? Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about Christmas, Dave, because it's Christmas. And that means one thing. Well, it means a number of things. It means Coca-Cola doing their advert, which we're going to ignore this time because, you know, whatever. It means John Lewis doing their advert, which everyone's ignoring now. And it means Sustainable. This is Sustainable 7, I presume. Or 8. Sustainable 8. Yeah, 8th time we've done Christmas. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because if, if we'd kept going until January the 1st, that would have been our ninth January the 1st, wouldn't it? Okay, this is Sustainable 8. Yes, good, <laughs> good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine, and it's going to be just as joyful as the previous seven. There will be music. There will. Um, yeah, we, we have replete with instruments. Some we've of been which rehearsing have been up, all week. Some of which have been up the gullet of a child. We've got uh, Dave's kazoos. Get your kazoo out. Oh, where? It's there, wasn't there? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh... I haven't played a gazoo for a long time. No, very good. Got, uh, got this. Got that. Nice. In key. 
else have we got? We've got Oz keyboard, you heard that. We've got guitars, we've got all sorts of stuff. And we've got that. Simply red. No Elton. No Elton, no simply. Concentrate. We are going right. to be doing a little bit sustainable, but we're also going to be taking your questions. So thank you very much for sending in far more questions than we could possibly answer about the demise of the babble, about Dave and Ol, why we're stopping, what we think should be done, and what we can recommend you fill your holes with. We are also going to be doing... Good God. I don't care. Do you care? Oh, yes. <laughs> Enough to not say that. You know what I mean. People have been saying... Dave lug holes. Lug, lug holes. holes. People have been saying, Dave and Ol, you are leaving behind a great hole. What should I do? So we, What should I put in We my... are going to try to give you advice on that. We're also just going to deal with a few other things and mostly love each other very much. Ol is going to get four presents, one of which he's already had, which is the Babble Brandy. Oh. I, I suspect I'm going to get no presents. I have got you a Babble present, but uh, it's not in the shed. Fine, okay. So it's, gonna get... um, it's going to be presented during the award ceremony towards the end <laughs> of the works do that we're going on to after this episode. So this is going to be uh, a scrappier, longer, far less organized episode than normal which, which is saying something, is saying something. <laughs> so you know this if this is your first episode go back a few you don't want that you don't go out on this one but yeah right oh would you like your first present yes okay. i don't want you to think i haven't got you something because i have got you something no that's fine i can see you texting mrs Ol saying shit <laughs> wrap up the remote control now hang on a minute why okay. do you think i asked you to arrive half an hour later than we originally agreed now you talk to the babble army tell them tell them how you feel about this moment while i go and get your babble present all right about the moment immediately before you give me a present no, just... about the end of the babble i feel sad about the end of the babble um i feel reflective but i feel it's right I feel that all good things must come to an end, and so must the babble. Uh, it doesn't have to, does it? But we're choosing to. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's not a good thing, is it? No, well, that's what that's that. That was the joke. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Joke. That's, that, that's that brandy kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to be genuinely? You know. Yeah. Come on. Let's get out of the way. How do you feel? Come on. I've got me brandy. How do I feel? How do you feel? Uh, do you feel? I feel very proud of the babble. I think it's a very good thing. I'm delighted that uh, there is a record of Tiny Arabella becoming less tiny over the years. Amazing, huh? Uh, Most of her life, she's yeah, been yeah, yeah. So uh, anyone, um, we haven't featured Arabella that much recently, so it's possible that quite a few people don't really know who we're talking about. Oh, but we're going to. Right, good. Well, she's going to be in this episode, but yes, uh, she is my niece, who was my five-year-old niece when we started. Amazing. And she was tiny, and she sounded a bit like this. We had some avian incidents during the week of January 11. Oh, that seems a very long time ago. It is it? a very long time ago. <laughs> she's now telling me about racial injustice and stuff. And she's into like music that I've never heard of. Mm. And it's, it's a long time ago, Dave. It's a long time ago. So yes, I'm very proud that it exists. I'm very proud that we've kept going. Uh, and I think we've done some cool stuff. I've also really enjoyed how like mind expanding it's been mainly talking no offense but mainly talking to other people Fine. uh <laughs> but like no offense taken <laughs> i'm sure uh we've talked to some really cool people that yeah. i don't think yeah i have any reason to expect i would you know speak to in my life otherwise so no. um yeah really fun really thoughtful really interesting chats with cool people that's been 
that's been fun. And the other thing, and then I'll shut up, mm-hmm. that has been, and I've talked about this a few times before, that's been really nice, is the emails and stuff we've had from people. Yes. Yes. Because honestly, like, you don't know that anyone's listening. You assume that, like, maybe well, I, your I mum do. is. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I don't. <laughs> okay. um, and then you get, like, most weeks we get several really nice, often quite thoughtful, sometimes quite challenging, but yep. Yep. really great emails. And you're like, wow, we've done a thing that in some small way matters to some people and I'm pretty pleased with that because I'm not convinced you know <laughs> most of the rest of the time uh, that's not a mouse that's the squeaky chair is this like hey what can I do this on my bottom yeah oh yeah. that's cool it's good isn't it? yeah. so that's how I feel about it I am um, yeah I'm very proud of it oh, well, well done Ol. you've done very well <laughs> thanks mate you've thanks. done very well well done for sticking it out um, yeah, I'm very proud of it too. We'll come to that. We'll come to all of the stuff you mentioned. So we will we will call upon Arabella later for some babble. We will talk about some of the questions that we have had from babble listeners. Before any of that, if you remember, you're going to get your present. Now, this is present two because the babble brandy was present one of four. Well, it's a strong start. So if it's, Exactly. Yeah. Is it downhill from here or uphill? Yeah, very much downhill from okay. here. Um, here is your present. Have that and shut up. Oh, look at this. This is... Oh, this is filth. This is <laughs> this is not fit. Go for back a and listen podcast. to episode two hundred and seventy for a clue on what I've just given them. Uh, for anyone who can't be bothered to do that, this is some literature from a heat and home heating trade show featuring the Mixergy tank, the Thermino space-saving thermal storage device i sound a bit like boris johnson then god that's unforgivable and something from panasonic uh superb excellent holiday reading thank you dave my name is greta thunberg good right okay let's do oh hang on a minute hang on a minute what shouldn't we do some sort of performance review um yes all right good (laughs) Who, who goes first uh i'll go first okay good um i think you have uh, you've exceeded most of your objectives. I didn't know I had any. Um, and uh, the, I mean, the feedback has been, the feedback has been, <laughs> the feedback has been. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, we've learned and grown as we've done this podcast. And I've learned to be quite robust about the things that I'm not going to let you put on a podcast for both your own good and our collective employability yes, got me out of trouble a few times so sure. yes i think we've all done very well yeah um, I, I don't need to hear your feedback because i know it's going to be if anything you've been too prepared too punctual um you've gone above and beyond no, etc et the only objective you were ever set <laughs> is be yourself <laughs> and i should say you have done that <laughs> admirably people only wanted you to be yourself and they'll be very very happy right look it's christmas that means it's sustainable yes right sustainable of the year um sustainable of the year deck the halls with dave and ollie yes 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 etc yes would you like this year's sustainable quiz yes please sustainable of the year Right. Okay. Sustainable quiz. Now, this year's quiz, as in the finest traditions of sustainable, is drawn from stuff I found in the news about half an hour before we recorded. Sustainable, oh. right? So these are things. Novel. These are things to do with the most sustainable time of the year, which is, of course, 
Christmas um, and their questions about what's going on. And I'd just like to know what you think. Are you ready? I want a, I want a full set of answers to this. I'm very happy. You can yes. have some answers. Okay. Yes. Question number one in Sustainable Orville Quiz. Now, I think this is a local question. So this was this was read about whilst having a pint of preparation in the local <laughs> pub. Um, whilst there, I read about Councillor Graham McAndrew, who is oh, the executive one. member for environmental sustainability at East Hearts Council. I know you're not Ian. We're East, not I know, East but Hearts. relative to relative, you know, okay, relatively right. regional. So the executive member for environmental sustainability at East Hearts Council, because it's Christmas, proudly announced what for Bishop Stortford's celebrations this year? Oh, uh, well, if I know Bishop Stortford like I think I know Bishop Stortford, it will be um, a, 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 a fight um, where anything is allowed. It's like <laughs> bring your knuckle dusters, bring your baseball bats, and it's just a good old mm. Christmas fight, fully sanctioned and resourced by the council um, with all beds in any cleared to um, prepare for the Bishop Stortford. I think more, more environmentally themed. Than oh, that. right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Bearing in mind, this is the executive member for environmental sustainability that has announced this. Okay. Uh, a free tofu um, sandwiches for all residents of Bishop Stortford care homes. Not quite. We're really pleased to see Northgate end busier and hope shoppers and visitors will return on their next trip into town. Its location makes parking much easier, and with over 500 bays, you're guaranteed to find a space. You can pay for parking in seconds without queuing for a machine at Northgate End and Jackson Square through the Pay by Phone app, which is free to download on iPhone and Android. So I don't understand. They've they've done parking. Yes, they've done parking. The the executive member for environmental sustainability has urged this year everybody to drive to Bishop Stortford and park. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what he has to say about sustainability. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, should we say him a second? Graham McAndrew. I think Graham McAndrew is destined for high office. <laughs> like that's the sort of searing ambition and vision that you don't see very often at local government level. And I think very soon we're we're going to be talking about Chancellor Graham McAndrew or possibly Pope Graham McAndrew. There weren't any giblets in it, jail boy. It was really clean. Said so on the box. Right. Very good. Question number two in Sustainable Quiz. I want you to think creatively. I want you to put yourself in the mind of the person I'm conjuring for you here. Okay, so this is according to ethically... You're conjuring a prick in a Santa hat is what you're conjuring right <laughs> I've now. I've got my Santa hat on. That's I nice. don't know if that's, in, <laughs> if that's intentional, but... Shut up and leave me alone. This is Mrs. Dave's Santa hat. She said I could wear it. So you're not having mean about it. According to ethically... She Kate, just wants you to look like a prick in a Santa hat. That's so, well, she's quite happy with me looking like a prick not in a Santa hat most of the time. <laughs> According, don't let me forget to take this off when we go out later. Will you? <laughs> According to Ethically Kate, now Ethically Kate is a columnist for the New Zealand Herald and she advises on ethical dilemmas. Ethically right? Kate. Ethically Kate, yes. So have you got an image of, um, yes. you think I'm a prick in a Santa hat? <laughs> what do you imagine Ethically Kate? I've got like? an image, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah very good, yeah. Um, what three things should you do to avoid conflict about sustainability with your family at Christmas time? Oh, okay. Number one, don't bring it up. Like, don't mention it. Correct. Don't, <laughs> don't, yep. don't talk about any of this stuff with anyone. It doesn't end well. Yep. Don't. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's number one. Okay. Don't talk to anyone. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I mean, what do you need to do more than that? Oh, well, number two, um, if someone is talking to you, don't listen to them. 
<laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, okay, I'm down with that. And number three, if someone writes to you, don't read it. Uh, no, number three, uh, if you are feeling bad about your carbon footprint this Christmas, don't. <laughs> I like this sound. Is this true? Yes. I've paraphrased somewhat. <laughs> but effectively, Ethically Kate's advice is uh, don't start conversations about climate change or the environment and stuff unless it's positive. So don't like, otherwise don't bother talking about it. So if you're going like, oh, Mrs. Miggins in my village, she's done something really nice. You can do that. But what you can't do is if your uncle is banging on or, or you know your uncle will bang on about bloody cyclists or that sort of thing, just don't, just don't say anything. Don't talk to anyone. Just, just don't start a conversation conversation that's going to annoy you. That's what Ethically Kate says. Well, I, I think I have a lot of time for Ethically Kate now, and she's mm. uh, rapidly becoming someone the opposite of the vision I had. I think what she's saying then is like, if someone says, happy Christmas, try not to respond by saying, well, of course, it would be a happy Christmas were it not for the certainty of the unravelling of the living world and the deepening uh, Armageddon. Yeah, don't give the Chris Packham answer, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and she says... Um, being more constructive, she says, put your energy into stuff you can control. So if, the, if you're getting pissed off about the fact that Novel. your nephews or your nieces or your kids or whatever are, are receiving vast amounts of plastic tat, try not to get annoyed about it because you can't do anything about their receipt of plastic tat. What you can do something about is, for example, if you are bringing a dish to the family dinner, you can at least affect that. So put your energy into stuff that you can control. And she also says, forgive yourself. So this is a time of year to realise that we are all imperfect. We're all trying our best. And if you have had to drive a long way or heaven forfend, even fly to go and see your family, that maybe this time, once a year, you can forgive yourself. Are you feeling ready to forgive yourself? I think, if anything, I forgive myself a little bit too much these days. <laughs> there was a time not long ago where I didn't really forgive myself for anything. No, that's felt, true. Go back felt... and listen to episode 92. That was a lot of <laughs> self- unforgiveness going I felt on very bad about everything and and then at some point between now and then there was a happy medium where i was forgiving myself just the right amount you don't fit into that anymore do you no no i'm a happy x l l x x x l l oh i think that's good advice though isn't it for god's yeah, sake like christmas is stressful enough and i don't know read the room like no one wants to be lectured about anything at christmas do they particularly this year i mean yeah. There is a time to surf and there is a time to wax your board. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about surfing. Okay, question number three in sustainable. Are you enjoying sustainable of the year quiz? Very much so, because yeah. the uh, the brandy's really starting to kick Isn't in it? now. Isn't so, it? Um, yeah, cheeky little. I'm quite happy to plug Quavassio. Quavassio, it's um, not too late for you to sponsor the babble, which you are <laughs> basically doing right now. So, according to the Daily Express, now you may actually have seen this, this is not obscure, you may have seen this. According to the Daily Express, what did Princess Kate do at the Earthshot Prize to demonstrate her commitment to sustainability? Ketamine. <laughs> I have no, I can't answer you that. You can't say I for know, certain that she didn't. No, I don't you? quite understand the sustainability link. Um, Put you more in touch well, with the universe, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and right. when you're, when you've done a loss of ketamine, mm. you can't really be doing much else. And as we know, That's everything good. else has a a carbon footprint. So it's a very good way of sort of opting out of the fossil fuel econ economy by sort of opting out of consciousness. Uh, no, Princess Kate did the radical unheralded sustainability idea. And she does deserve credit for this, right? This is something I, you've never done. I bet Mrs. Oll has never done. Most of the Babel listeners have never gone this far, right? She wore something she had previously worn. <laughs> they really are 
there, there is so refreshing to see this new generation of royals mm. leading from the front and and showing us where we've all been going wrong. Mm. Um, I, uh, the, they, they and express- as, as I think you can attest by the smell of this room. <laughs> I am wearing Crunchy, I am wearing things that I have worn before. <laughs> yeah, the Daily and Express. And I promise to shower before our works do. <laughs> Incidentally, if you had seen these documentaries, the uh, let's call them documentaries. They're not documentaries, but the Netflix. Yeah, I thing. Don't, I mean, should uh, I? Should I? Should I? What do I have to watch? Is it an important cultural moment, or is it just a waste of time? I think it's probably both. Right. I don't think you really lose anything from not watching it, but it is interesting. But they, one of the things they bring up is is like what the Daily Mail said about Kate when she was wearing her off-the-shoulder dress and how it was so amazing and lovely and she looked amazing and dashing, whatever. And what they said about Megan when she was wearing her off-the-shoulder dress, which uh, was like, basically, you're an affront. Harlot. Well, yeah, like, right. you know, this is disrespecting the monarchy and all the rest of it. And it's, I mean, I know, I know, I know. What do you know? I know. I know all of the critiques of it. I know, I know. What do you know? Well, that, you know, if you're making your own documentary air quotes then it's not really a documentary not really is it no no but so I'll, I still I'll, I'll, think I'll let you into a secret this has not been a documentary this 273 <laughs> episode documentary we think we've been making Hello there, my name is Crichton2x4b523p, such a jerky middle name and you are listening to Sustainababble Right, very good. Well done for Babble Quiz, Ol. Now, look, why don't you do a little musical interlude? Would you like your next Babble? All right, I'll present. do my musical interlude. I've written a song. What? I've written a song about Babble. Have you? This is, this is part of your Christmas present. Is it? But it's also a present to the whole Babble army. A now, present, you say? Hmm? A present? Well, sort of. For me? <laughs> sort of. Now, it's a bit... You're going to need to hold it. You're the music stand. Okay. okay? All right. Don't read the back because that's verses four and five. I can see the word sodding. Yes. Sorry about <laughs> the language of this. It's not all bad language. Okay. But- all right. I'm going to turn my microphone around so that we can properly get the... Uh- oh, what was that resting on? Uh, the edge of the table. It's fine. I'm going to turn my microphone okay. around to pick up the beautiful keyboard sound so that we can... So, so you, my, my wails and sobs will not necessarily be audible. Okay, good. Yeah. Now, um, I've written the words to this and... Also, this tune is entirely my own. Um, yeah, this is like entirely my own tune, okay? But it, it, don't be confused if you think initially it sounds a bit like something you already know, because that's just pop tunes, you know. Oh, there are no original ideas. Exactly. Stop looking at me like that. I think it's quite a good tune. Okay. Island days Mostly babbled in their babble caves Now they're sending babble to the grave Oh, who enabled Island Dave? Island Dave Sometimes went on babble holidays like when Mombio flew in a rage at his domestic rage, Why they have to go, I don't know, they haven't said. Maybe in 
half knows maybe Dickie Moore's afraid All in day Two white guys with far too much to sit Well, that's not right. Start that again. All in day Two white guys with far too much to say Send us down and throw the key away Oh, who, oh, who That's not right. Why am I doing that? Oh, who enabled Hollanday, Hollanday? Still not cancelled, still not done for fraud. Fraud? Nor won a British Broadcast Awards. Turn it around, turn it around. Turn it around. <clears throat> Those motherfuckers <laughs> wouldn't recognise talent if it smashed them around their smug, in- lovey industry faces. Honestly, how the hell do we not even get a... <laughs> Mentioned, we literally invented the sodding genre. What a shameful snob and outrage! What a crime that's it. We're okay, we are over it. We're fine. Island Day, it's beautiful. Off to fester in the south of Spain. Have a single moat to numb the pain Until the babble ride again That's it. Are we good to the bit at the end? Let's do the bit at the end. Oh, the, um... Uh, uh how did it... How did it... beautiful it's quite difficult playing a keyboard around a box with a microphone yeah, on it well, i can imagine oh there was still a touch um, that was beautiful will you, that's great will you be releasing that i already have oh, right. uh, yeah very good uh, very good is, one my phone's been lighting up um yes oh, thank yeah. you that's so that's thank- a kind present that's the best sort of present if you're wondering how to have a sustainable christmas write someone a song there you go all by yourself that you made the melody yep. and the chords for yeah. Which, all by yourself. And it's fascinating that you knew how it ends Oh, no, it's just like, no, I just inferred that from the... From yeah. The, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. got that sort of classic quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. There you go. Thank you, Al. Um, and uh, I am fine about the British Podcast Awards. Imagine... Can we talk about the British <laughs> Podcast Awards? You are right, right? You are right. Now, I know we're two white guys in their early 40s. Oi, I'm not. I know that that's what we I'm are. I'm not. I know we are. And I understand that that's not, you know, that there are reasons why you don't. But like, we've entered every year, the following would happen. I would say to Al, hey, Al, hey, Al, Al. Oh, hey, oh, we should probably enter the British Podcast Award. And you would say... No. Because... It's a waste of time. Because... And a waste of money. Because... Because we're not the kind of show that's going to win. And every year... Well, we can't say you approve right, necessarily, but we didn't win. Well, I think it was. <laughs> in, in, in the long run, yeah. Yes. But when we started... like, So, okay, look, we've had... Qu- we're we're going to get to listener questions now. That's what we're going to do. The reason... Well, part of the reason I said it was a waste of time is not just... Like, I don't want to... It sounds... We're in danger of sounding a bit like one of those slightly reactionary, like, you know, oh, you can't say, old white man says, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Yeah. Oh, don't, like, the yeah. reason I never thought we would win is because it's an industry stitch up. Like, the, you, you, when you look at the awards, it's like people who all work in like media 
things. They all know each other. They're all like hanging out. And it's basically a popularity contest. Who's the coolest of your mates this year? That's why I thought it was a waste of time. To begin with, it was a proper stitch up because it was all like BBC podcasts winning. It's like, oh, Kermode and Mayo have done... Not a podcast. Somehow managed to persuade 500,000 people to vote for them. It's like, funny how they can do that. What with them having a BBC show? And I like Kermode and Mayo, but their podcast was just their radio show put out on the like gah, 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 gah. I know. anyway so that's why I was crossed with it to begin with latterly I think and I don't have a problem with it I, as in oh, I you're d- fine no totally fine no no listen all right, I, I do have a problem with the fact we haven't won yes but I, do, I don't have a problem with the fact that they were like we want to see views expressed that haven't been expressed before in Climate World and we want to see like people talking about climate stuff who haven't talked about climate stuff before fine but also what about us <laughs> it's quite eight said, years I know you said eight a, years oh crikey you said a thing in your lovely song there about how we invented the genre now that is not true or fair like there well, were podcasts before we come along we invented the genre of like comedy podcasts about the envir- environment didn't we which still I don't had, think very many of those existed they don't well, they don't exist now. Like we've yeah. had, so let's start talking to some listener questions. Maybe so, they didn't think it was funny. I suppose I don't really want to confront that, but let's not go down that rabbit. No. Hole. <laughs> it certainly does suck. The, the question we got more than any question is: Are there Matthew Stevens, one of our Patreon supporters, Richard Burr, famous baker on Twitter, asked us like: Are there any podcasts we would recommend that fill a similar hole? So environmental, light-hearted, cutting through the bullshit. To which the answer is: I don't know if there are. Like, we're certainly not stopping because we've been outcompeted. I don't think. No, no. Uh, I, I mean, as you know, I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. Don't listen to our own podcast. I don't listen to our own podcast, and I certainly don't listen to yours. Although I might start now. Now that I've got a, you know, absolute bastard. <laughs> spare Thursday evening, I might. Now that I don't view you as a direct competitor to yourself, uh, I might start listening. But so I don't. I can't answer with complete confidence, or say with complete confidence, that there are no other podcasts of this sort that I recommend. There are certainly some interesting environmental some podcasts, great podcasts. Uh, yeah. and all the rest of it. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't many think any, like I don't think, are there. I don't know. Tell I us if we're wrong. Think so. I think there are some good, like Crazy Town in the States, or a decent podcast. Do some sort of American sort of version of this. That you, John Richardson one. People keep telling me about. Is yeah, that similar to that's, this? That's that's quite good. It's yeah. That's that's pretty. I mean, you, let's face it. You'll know that. Like, you don't have did to you listen to it? Yeah, Future Notes. It's, it's, all, it's all right. Notes. People that's tell right. me that's good, but yeah. I haven't listened to it. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um. Yeah, I don't know really. Right, good. All right, let's do, let's not answer what is like the bad book because I don't think anything is. What other are there any other kind of greeny podcasts that you? That you uh, like well, this is. To? I don't think it's done any new episodes for a while now, but it was really good. Uh, Mothers of Invention. Oh yeah, and that was really good. Partly because it was an ex head of state, Mary Robinson, uh, former president of Ireland, now one of the elders, which is this slightly oh, yeah. kind of mysterious yeah. group, yeah. Uh, but really like pretty cool and uh amazing insights into like how this stuff is discussed and she was like properly she'd been on a journey like so like climate justice was her thing now and it's it's quite interesting hearing a world leader who's gone full climate justice um yeah and there's there's it's co-presented by an irish comedian whose name i've now forgotten but that's a nice balance like serious grown-up kind of president person plus someone doing knob jokes I like the Sustainable-ish podcast we've had Jen on here yes that's I very true like, Jen is great yeah. I like the Sounds Like a Plan podcast which is a good show that talks about the music industry and how it's dealing about climate change so there's loads of really good stuff out there Like, and you know go and have a look at that but I'm not sure anyone quite 
is going to do what the babble did for you. And some might say, that's fine. Yes, that's no yes, bad thing. No bad thing. Well, you touched on it there. One of the questions was, are we stopping because like, we're being outcompeted? Yeah. And the answer is no. But do you want to say why we're stopping? Because that yeah. was another question that came through. Well, okay. Good. So a question from Gonzalo. So Gonzalo on email said, why are you really Amazing leaving? surname on email. Yes. No, it's a nominative determinism. Why are you really leaving? So Gonzalo offers the following options. Is it that baby owls one and two demand more time? Uh, that's certainly part of it, <laughs> yes. Is it that people are ungrateful? No, the opposite. If people hadn't been as nice and grateful as they have been, I think we would have packed this in a long time ago. We got such, we got, we got effusive, all sorts. It's my stage name. It's my, <laughs> um, didn't we though? Lovely, like loads of people just going, "Oh, you don't stop the babble, you bastards!" I really like that, and like, yeah, it, and like that, that really, like we mentioned it, I think a couple of episodes ago. But that really lovely email we got from someone who works in the government who was like, "No, no there's loads of us listen to this, and, and it sort of keeps us sane." When we, and we have had a few of those of, over, yeah, over yeah. the years. That's yeah. been really like not that we believe that we're necessarily you know forming policy, but people people. I guess the point is, if you're very, very busy in like the civil service or whatever, and imagine you being very busy, imagine being so busy, and and actually doing the things that you say you do when you do them, um, you probably don't have a huge amount of time to go around reading all of George Monbiot's stuff or Kate Rayworth's stuff or Naomi Oreskes stuff, you right? Evidence. No, but like <laughs> you, to, you know, I'm always time to go around reading stuff. <laughs> Minister, it takes time to do things now. <laughs> we started this podcast eight years ago. In fact, we started talking about it. We did pilots like eight and a half years ago now. We probably started talking about it nine years ago, right? Because we used to work for the same environmental charity, didn't we? Sorry for yeah, the squeaky part. Bless you. The chair. Yeah. And we used to work for the same environmental charity. And we would find ourselves, and I think this is still the case, but in different ways, in the middle of like something that was like a Douglas Adams novel. So this conflict between the planet being buggered and the day-to-day -day reality of what you had to do as an environmental campaigner and how you're supposed to behave in the middle of that was just essentially absurd. It was weird. Right? Wasn't weird it? and yeah. absurd. You had to be correct and right. You had to be was, certain. You had to be certain. That was I remember that's the thing I was really like yep. that was the itch that I needed to scratch. It's like, but we we go on the media and we talk to supporters. And we do presentations and we say, this is right, yes. this is wrong, and we've got it all worked out. And it's like, but then we talk to each other in the office, or more importantly, in the, in the pub. pub. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Don't I don't know. know. I, don't I, don't, I do know about that. I don't think, I'm not sure it is right, but I don't know what is right if that's not right. Yeah. And most of us were like that. Yeah. Outwardly, we presented this kind of weird theatrical vision of weird, certainty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, weird theatrical kind of vision of certainty. And the whole thing was, you know, like acting. But then also just the mundan the sheer mundanity. The five prompts. The five the prompts. The ten prompts. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are, ten prompts person. Um but just like going to government and talking to government about stuff and going and sitting down, like I've been in meetings, you've been in meetings. You go to like you go to someone in the government, you're like, hello. And they would go, how can I help? And we would say, right, could you stop uh, ruining the planet, please? And they would go, ah, yeah, but we've got a spreadsheet, you see? And see? Do you see? And yeah. you'd go, no, look, I do see that. <laughs> it says, I've, I've got a melting ice cap over here yes, and yes. an entire population who's 
you know, ability to feed itself is, no, is but, dwindling. But then what would happen is that after a while of doing that, you'd go, I think, I think I've got a point, actually, because their spreadsheet is pretty well worked out. And <laughs> probably what we need is a slightly better spreadsheet. It's got F-lookup. It's got pivot tables in it. Mm. What we need is better pivot tables. So you'd go away and you'd make better pivot tables. Play the, um, play the sexy pivot table music, Dave. Oh, there it is. Play there them. it is. I'll correlate your cells. <laughs> I think the people in this country have had enough of experts. The other thing, the other thing that we felt <clears throat> was that a lot of people that we worked with were really funny and really irreverent yep. and really naughty and mischievous. And, no, and normal. And normal yeah. until they went into work mode. Yeah. And and we found ourselves doing it as well. We were like, boring, boring, serious, oh, and boring, boring, serious, Dave. Yeah. And yet, as you say, all this time, what our job was, was to go and talk to people, other human beings, and try and persuade them to do a thing. But we were talking to them as if we weren't, human beings and so we needed we just needed i don't know about you but i i i was like i'm gonna go mad if i have to be this boring and serious the whole time i'm gonna be boring on a podcast instead no you've been <laughs> and, you've been mostly not boring it's been it's been very very but good we did we needed and we needed we to needed vent we needed somewhere yeah. where we could be silly where we could point at the absurdity of our own little, little world of like environmental ngos as well as the absurdity of companies and governments and which, all the rest of it. which is very much how it started out i think if you listen one of the reasons i find those early episodes so cringy apart from the fact that we speak as if we'd never spoken out loud before mm. um is that it is a little bit kind of like parochial wonkish and there's yes. stuff that yeah, only yeah. other environmental but companies we needed to go about. through that didn't we because that, that's the point that was like our our whole world was this parochial like wonkish little world and yeah. it's like but that's not that's normal not, that's not normal <laughs> let's talk about the other stuff so right Gonzalo we, we've gone massive off Gonzalo said is it uh, that people are ungrateful no it's not that Gonzalo asked is it that listener numbers are dropping very much not we are yeah, we have been consistently I think the top uh, in the UK anyway the top earth science podcast for a very very long time people love the babble big, big category is it it's a big, well shut up actually look <laughs> if I said you ungrateful bastard if I just said to you eight years ago hey oh, by the time we finish this we'll be the top category the top podcast in the earth science category yeah. you would have gone no we'll never do that name name another earth science podcast it doesn't matter that's not the point <laughs> right now i'm just saying no look gonzalo it's not in fact if at, anything at we, times at times we've been in the top say 20 or whatever of the science yeah, yeah, thing that yeah. that's hilarious because we as we are at pains to point out we're not a science podcast. Very much not. If you go now, like if you're listening to this a day or two after it's come out and you go to the iTunes chart, you look in the science bits, you might scroll down a bit, but we are in there, right? So we, so it's not that. In fact, if anything, we are being full the office about things. I think we're going out before we start to lose listeners, right? It's very much feeling like this is a good time to go yeah. on a high, right? Gonzalo says, is it that you think you can't make a contribution to the debate anymore? And I think this is beginning to get closer yeah. To the truth. That wasn't... So when we first started talking about stopping, that wasn't the thing that prompted it. But we did get onto that. Yeah. And yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I agree with that. Mm. I feel like, what are we saying now that we haven't already said? I, I, there, There is a little bit of kind of fire up the outrage kind of, oh, and point him at a thing. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I think I think so much really smart stuff and different stuff is being said by all sorts of new and interesting people that I yes, I do feel a little bit like we're not 
contributing a huge amount. I think like we still do, there are some episodes we do, I think that's brilliant. And yeah. we always, you know, when we talk to other people, it's always interesting and mind expanding. That's the point of talking to other people. But yeah, I don't feel like there's a massive kind of gap that the babble needs to fill in terms of debate. Yeah. It's a weird thing, isn't it? When you listen to a podcast, which we do, you very much experience it in the here and now, but we've done like 274, 273 and a half episodes which, of Sustainable, which is, which is insane, extraordinarily large <laughs> <I> do, <laughs> amount of talking. I distinctly remember talking to somebody about the fact that we had done 17 episodes and how wild that was. Yeah. And like, I couldn't remember what all 17 of those were. And we've done 274. I know. I know, it's bonkers. And I pretty much guarantee you that everything you hear in something we say now, we have said at some point before. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel like I'm coming up with many new yeah. opinions. Plus, I mean, just the, the more prosaic, Gonzalo, the more, more honest answer to your question. It's just tiring. It's just like, you know, stop. Stop, go out on a high. Um, we're so massively grateful for people's support and love and kind words and dosh and all of that stuff. Those two things are related though, like, because... Uh, you know, to be totally candid, you said, and I totally agree with this and get this, but that like, because we don't feel like we're necessarily contributing new important things, it's hard to, to kind of feel good about the amount of time yeah. and energy and not sleep that in particular you put in. Like it, it would be, it would be okay if it felt like we were doing a new, exciting, important thing. Yeah. But, it sort of doesn't. So that those two things are, are related. Yeah. And and like since, you know, the deal was once Baby Oil, so you're right, Gonzalo, about Baby Oils 1 and 2. Once they came along, I stopped doing 50% of the stuff. You did 50% of the stuff? No, I said I would do 50% oh, of the actually. stuff until that point <laughs> and, um, and sometimes did. Uh, <laughs> sometimes did half. Yeah. That's not how it works, but all right, fine. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and since then, you've done more than 50% of the stuff. So, And you do other things like your rival podcast that you sneakily, start, sneakily started up. Your Brain on Climate, uh, That's the, the greatest one. podcast about climate psychology going. I hear it's good. Mm. Um, mm. I look forward I to listening. You. I listened to the pilots. Because I asked you to. Yes, and gave you I'm feedback. asking you to listen again. All right, I will. Bastard. Would you like your babble present now? Yes. Okay. This is present. Here is your, this is your actual babble present. Oh, it's wrapped. wrapped. It's wrapped and everything. Mrs. Dave wrapped In the private eye. In the Very private eye. good. Yeah. As per. Mrs. Dave wrapped it. Why didn't you wrap it? Oh, because I find wrapping presents to be the most stressful experience known to man. I can't do it. I Having do it seen wrong. you try to put microphones No, together, exactly. Imagine that. It, it, right. I can, I can right. imagine that you would just get imagine. all shaky. No, I exactly do get shaky. It's exactly what happens. I get shaky. Yeah. It's a t-shirt. It is a t-shirt. It's a blue t-shirt. Denim blue, it says. Very nice. So this is a, I imagine, one of one t-shirt. Although we, we, maybe we can make it available. we could sell these. Yeah. yeah. If you like the sound of this, let us know and make it available. We <laughs> should do that. We should make the t-shirts that we've always wanted to make. It's a, uh, what size have you gone for, you bastard? 
Medium, yeah. I was a small one when we started this podcast. You weren't. I what? I used to wear small t-shirts. Well, so did I. When I was a child. You've never been a medium the time I've heard. We tell you that for nothing, son. Uh, so, at the top there is a Babel logo, very small, very discreet. Thank you, Arthur Stovall. And emblazoned across the chest of the t-shirt says, "Vigorously ambivalent," which I think I said should be on a t-shirt and the, and now it is and now it is thank you very much that's extremely kind very good I yeah, wear it with pride reference to episode 268 when we talked to david roberts yes one of my favorite episodes actually but yes. it was quite recent it was very good yeah very good episode yeah so uh, yeah very good yeah okay right good some more questions from Babel listeners uh, here's from simon um, on email who says can you explain the word nausd in 40 years on this planet i've never heard it anywhere but your podcast now i have and the place where I got nosed from, apart from it being general parlance down my way, is Only Fools and Horses, I think, where really? they say things are nosed. Yeah. I'd, I'd never heard it until you said it, but it's just assumed it was one of your Davisms. No, I think it's I think it's off that. Well, certainly, like it's it's just a phrase that I know. I don't um I don't believe we coined it. Go back and listen to Only Fools and Horses and see. All right. So they think Rodney's fifteen. <laughs> is that right? No, they think you're fourteen. <laughs> We talk about some real world questions. Yeah, real world questions. There's a question from Andrew on Patreon, and also Juliet on email. So two people who ask the same question. Now we cannot get away with this forever, right? What do we think about HS two? Oh yeah, and do you know the bad thing? Yeah, I do know the bad thing. The bad thing you is you better admit this. Yeah, yeah. So we had Chris Packham on the last episode, yes, as you listened to, as you will have heard. If you haven't heard, go and listen. It's great. And I went to great lengths to ask someone who is very expert on HS2, what questions should we ask Chris Packham about HS2? Chris because Packham being a, an opponent of HS2. Chris Packham has been a very high profile opponent of HS2. HS2 being, of course, should be... HS2 so, yeah. is a high-speed railway that starts, depending on which way you're looking at it, starts in London and goes to bits of England. It was supposed to go further than that. Anyway, Birmingham and then like Crewe and Leeds and whatever. Uh, but it's very controversial because it involves knocking down some ancient woodland and it involves uh, an awful lot of carbon intensive stuff. And a lot of stuff. money. And a lot, and a lot of a money. Lot of a lot money. of money. Yeah. Now, why it's interesting is because it has really divided the green world. There are lots of people within the environment movement who say, hang on a minute, Trains, <laughs> like trains, good. We need more trains. Like we trains. have something like 38 million private vehicles in the UK. We need a lot less of them. We need to get more people on trains. We need to get more stuff on trains, more freight on trains. And you can't do that when you've got fast, speedy trains trying to share the same line with stopper trains and freight trains and stuff. That's what people say, right? Right. I'm interested how, how close you can sail to being just silenced on this but go yeah you're getting okay. quite boring yeah, yeah, already yeah, yeah. yeah. and then now and there are other people yes who say for god's sake can we stop like cutting down ancient woodland mm. for like massive infrastructure projects which are going to involve so much concrete and so much destruction and that there's no evidence that people are going to get out of their cars and get out of short haul flights and stuff and it's basically a big old fight yeah. And what we Lucky, really, really, really wanted to do was to have some of the high-profile, like, old-school conservation organisations who, as far as we can tell, publicly oppose it, coming on air and publicly opposing it. Yeah. And then we wanted to have some of the greenies who support it yep. publicly supporting it. Yeah. Problem was, 
can we say this? I think we can probably say this. Say we like, mate. (laughs) What are you going to do? We couldn't get any of those people, uh, those institutions, including political institutions, who very much make hay publicly of the fact that they oppose it, to come on here and say they oppose it. We could only get the people who were in support of it. To people up, people up trees and stuff like that, and and with the best. Well, yeah, that that too. Sorry, so yeah. we we could get like high profile and to be frank, funded by HS2 people to come on here and say why HS2 is good, but we couldn't get the kind of institutional people to come. We could get protesters, but we felt that wasn't quite the right balance. Like protest, protester versus you know HS2. someone someone with loads of spreadsheets, they could just wang. It's not going to be a good debate. Computer says no. <laughs> Must be some other Danielle Lloyd. Computer says no. Yeah, so we tried. We tried, we tried, we tried, and we couldn't do it. But that's not anyway. And fine. Then, All oh, of yeah. that is an excuse. The and question was, forgot, what do we think about HS2? I forgot to ask Chris Backham that. Yeah, well. we were going to ask Chris Backham about it and, I and but, forgot. But, but, but we didn't. But I suppose if we had asked Chris Backham about it, we would have got one side of the argument. So Exactly. It wouldn't have actually been very interesting. Have he would have just said what he says publicly. So. I but I think on the subject of Chris Backham, I mean I still I don't really know what I think about it, as with most stuff. I've done the babble for eight years. There's an awful lot of stuff. I didn't really know what I think. I still don't really know what I think. My instinct is X. And Chris Packham has kind of re-radicalised me a bit. Like, to hear someone as high profile as him talking, he wasn't talking about HS2, but talking about how, like, we should, like, anything that is an obsession with growth should be resisted. This is the problem. Like, we've got this, you know, we we have to change the system. And you listen to it and you go, that is right. That is right. Like, and I'm determined to sort of speak a bit of like what I still feel to be true after all this time. And what I feel to be true is like, if the reason you are building a thing, anything, is to make stuff bigger, better, shinier, faster, more, 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 that is the wrong reason. That's basically what I think. And that is why HS2 has been built. That's what it's for. It is for Mm. getting businessmen, and I do mean men, to Birmingham quicker. No. That's the economics of. It. That's what it's for. That's what. It, that's why they're building this thing. Is an economic argument. It will speed up the prosperity of Britain. It will make doing stuff better. That like that reason alone is the reason I oppose it. I think not. Not because I'm desperately massive. I'm not going to go climb a tree. I'm not like massively opposed to it. But it's just a thing that is more, better, shinier, faster. We've got a rail network that we're not investing in properly. We've got a rail network. Yes, that, but it's uh, yeah, like. Okay, I'm going to try not to get boring about this. Oh, you can get as boring as you like. Uh, you just edit me out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I agree with that. Like, and that there's, I don't like a lot of what Simon Jenkins or that there, oh, Guardian, most of writes. Jenkins writes yeah. However, he did write a very good piece about the origins of HS2. I recommend digging it out, which is basically... The oranges. The oranges. <laughs> no, the origins of HS2. Uh, the political origins of it. And, and essentially, I think it was Lord Adonis or somebody like that. Oh, that's a name I've not heard for a long time. Yeah, the yeah, inaccurately yeah. named yes. Lord Adonis. Well, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, yeah. of course. The beholder is me. And, <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. But apparently he essentially sold the idea to Gordon Brown on on the grounds that like it's the fastest shiniest biggest railway ever like and it and it was that and that's really what kind of got it through this idea of like a grand kind of legacy and i agree with you that's a bullshit reason to do a thing what all of the proponents of hs2 say now is if you want to get people out of cars and stuff you've got to get them on trains and stuff and you can't just say we've got a rail network let's invest in it because if you've got fast trains going trying to go on the same track as slow trains the fast trains have to wait for all the slow trains to finish balls it's not balls it's balls it's not balls it's balls because the reason people aren't on the trains is not because they're slow 
And it's not slow anyway. You can get Birmingham enough quick these days. That's not the problem. No, no, but you need to do it faster, don't you? If you if you, you can only have a limited number of fast trains per but hour. But it's fine. The reason, like, there's no problem. You, like, the problem, are we going to have an argument about this? Let's have an argument about it. It's be great. Bed! Beds for sleeping people! Let's get a kebab and go to a disco! I'm not, well, the problem, well before the we problem, do, before we do, I'm not convinced I support it because I think, I think you probably could have quite a fast I think you could have a high-ish speed too that was wigglier. So you, you would take more care to like avoid ancient woodlands and stuff. And it could be like, I don't know what the speeds are, but it could be, it could be, it could be <laughs> yeah, medium speed too. It could be 180 miles an hour rather than 220 miles an hour. Well, it's not shiny enough. It's not exactly. fast enough. It's not exactly. more enough. Exactly. It's not more enough. Um, but I do agree that if you want to get more people on the railways... You have to have the capacity to have loads of fast trains going fast on one set of tracks and loads of slow trains going slow on another set of tracks. I don't think you can do both on, you can't do both on the same set of tracks. Is it going to be, right, I would support it if it would result in the following things, cheaper, nicer journeys. Is it going to result in those things? Those are the reasons people don't like train because it's not cheap and it's not nice, particularly at the moment, right? If it sorts yeah, those things out, well, then I'm all for it. But, yeah, that's it not, but I find it very hard to believe that HS2 is going to be cheap to go on. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it won't be. And I, uh, I think this is the thing we probably agree on because I seem to remember talking about it at the pub. It's a bit bizarre to be looking at like one infrastructure project saying, can this thing yeah. fix yeah. the whole f- up that is how we move around in this country? Like in a, any sane world, you would have a really good, clear plan for how you're going to stop moving around in this country being Integrated really- transport strategy. Something like that, Dave. Uh, how are you going to get people moving around in a way that doesn't screw everything up planetarily and is cheap and is easy and is useful? And- you know, then you would say, okay, given this is our plan, do we need a high-speed network as part of it? Whatever. We don't have that. We just have people going, can I have this big shiny thing, please? And other people saying, yes, okay. I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah. Okay, so I, let, me ask, let me ask you a bigger question. I don't, I think it's, I'm this not sure is the I reason... want to answer the, uh, the question, do I support it or not? Because no. I think what I support to be incredibly dull is like, an integrated transport plan, oh. right? And this is the this. And, and that's why this we're Andrew and Juliet <laughs> is the reason we haven't done HS2. It genuinely is the reason we haven't done it because we don't really know what we think and it's complicated and it involves all sorts of stuff. When you started the babble, do you think something different about that kind of decision than you feel now? Like what guides your principles for whether or not you agree with the thing. And has that changed? Principles. Principles. Yeah, like your gut instinct on stuff. Like, what, like, do you, because I, I have spent most of the last eight years in various forms realising that I still think the thing that I thought when I got into environmental stuff 20 years ago, which is basically this obsession with more and more and more, more stuff, more now, more immediate, more money. That is the problem. That's kind of what I thought. And I, back to the earlier conversation, yeah, I'm not, when I'm, I'm in meetings sh- with governments and I'm doing spreadsheets, and I'm trying to make everything seem cost viable and all that stuff. I can temporarily forget it, but it comes back. And I, I don't want yeah. to forget that. It's still what I think, I think. And it's quite hard when you get into your early 40s, as you are, to kind of hang on <laughs> to that original fire that you had. And, and you can find it being eroded by cynicism and getting older. But I do still think that. I think it's a sickness, this kind of focusing on everything now, must have more, must have it. You know, and all the political debate and all the stuff Chris Backham was talking about, while we are nosing stuff, 
without really even noticing. That's what I think. And, and so, like, do you still feel the same as you did eight years ago? Genuinely can't remember what I thought eight years ago. I think I probably, I got politicised when I, like, started environmental stuff. I wasn't really very politicised. So I think I was one of those, like, privileged lot who turns up into environment stuff, environment world, thinking everything's basically fine except you know, we need to tweak some things to make the environment not be bad. And that was obviously hopefully, hopelessly naive and born of my, you know, particular position in <laughs> in society. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I very quickly realised that actually it's an incredibly, an inherently political thing and mm-hmm. that it's all connected and that like, you know, fairness, justice, blah, 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 it's all part of it. Like you can't have one without the other. But that was quite a quick realisation because people were shouting about it a lot, and it was either agree or get out. So I agree. I see, sir. Yes, I see. Yes, I, see. I agree. Yes. yes, I agree. Sorry, I yes. sorry. Very good. Not Tory. Promise. Uh, I, I, I was expecting. I think I was expecting as I got older to become a bit more sort of centrist dad and a bit more there, there. You know, these are all lovely, lofty ideas, but. You know, let's be sensible. Let's just be pragmatic. Let's accept what we can get, not what, you know, not demand the impossible. And I haven't really. I haven't really become that, I don't think. I think, as you say, it's we are pursuing a bizarre and like suicidal economic agenda and political agenda. And until we stop that, everything's going to be screwed, right? Jingle bells, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's, yeah. And G- speak your truth, Ol. Speak yeah. it. Speak it. Well, God knows it. you ain't getting a platform to speak it again. No, so. no, no. Speak it. No, but this is, this is the point. Like, it's As really... I said in my song, two white guys is far too much to say. See, I'm not having it. <laughs> I knew, I knew I'd get you. I'm not having it because I think it's so easy to wrap yourself up in like stuff being complicated and stuff like, my truth about this is the same truth it was when I came in, which is like there is a better way for humanity to live than this. But this is quite a big load of stuff that gets in the way. And it's hard and it's tricky. And I don't ever want to stop thinking that. And it makes me sad that I might. So I don't think I'm going to become centrist down about stuff. Oh, but I do I've think accused, I've accused you of being centrist dad a few times in recent episodes, and I can't remember why. I'm but... not even a dad. I mean, it's, yeah. it seems reasonably unfair. Um, <laughs> the uh, what was I going to say? You've got to fight, Alt. You've got to fight as you enter your late forties. You have got to fight hard. We all have to fight hard. I'm so tired. Not just to become exact. Got, no, but exactly. I haven't got any energy. No, but exactly. And this is tiring. It's tiring doing campaigning. It's tiring being alive. It's hard, right? Do not. You, don't you dare. When we come back in seven and a half years for our Chris Packer Memorial Special. Oh, is I he dead? I hope he's not going to die in seven and a half years. No, you know what I mean. Um, do not. Don't you dare have gone like, oh, I've thought about it and it's just all right, isn't it? Can't we just, you know. Don't can't... think. I think if that was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Right. I really like. And I wonder whether sometimes when that happens to people, it's because it's rationalising the situation they find themselves in. So, like, well, yeah. if you if you find yourself with a big mortgage and therefore taking a high-paid job for a company that is probably part of the problem, but you don't want to admit that it's part of the problem, so you change the way you think about stuff. Like, is that patronising? Sounds patronising. Not really. I think it's because uh, I think we all do it. I think we all we all do versions of that. That's what midlife crises are. Have you had oh, your yeah. midlife crisis yet? Uh, no, I think it's coming. Yeah. It's definitely coming. Because yeah. um, you're 44 next year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
in, in dog years, yeah. <laughs> Is something amiss? Amiss? God, no. What could possibly be amiss? Well, do you want to talk about yours at all? I mean, this episode's gone on a long time oh, already. I mean, keep it going. Like, um, we're taking on it. Like, but yeah, we, you we, had we yours, didn't you? We were going to stop and then um, the pandemic came and we didn't stop. Do you remember when I had my midlife crisis? Go back and listen to episode 160 something, nine, I think, for my midlife crisis episode, I think. Um, when I said that I was, my biggest fear about having a midlife crisis was that after I'd had my midlife crisis, I would conclude that I was perfectly happy doing what I was doing. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I've been a fart in a trance. Do you remember um, that? <laughs> basically, mm. I think that I, I still definitely think everyone should have a midlife crisis. I think if you don't have one, you are not paying attention to the inevitability of your death, right? And I think we all need to come to terms with the fact that we are tiny little specks of pointless nothing, and we yeah. are going to die. And that's, brandy's very good, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that we should. Um, you, you've got to get to a point when you go, well, what am I doing this for? Like, what Do I still think what I think? Do I still want to carry on? Am I trying to get loads of money? For what purpose? Am I trying to keep doing this job to impress people? Et cetera. Like, that's, well, that's, that's all, yeah. You have to think about that shit. And if you come out the other end of it, you, which is basically what I've done, going like, all of that is really unsatisfactory. Like, it's unsatisfactory that I'm going to die. And all of this is pointless. <laughs> and the machine kind of squishes you down. That is not satisfactory. But if you come out the end of it going, but I'm, like, but life isn't satisfactory. And so therefore I'm going to make my peace with it and do what I can do, which is basically what I'm at now. It's like, well, this, yeah. is, this is what it is. But I, I think okay, so you, that's, need, that's you where... need to look into the abyss. Oh. I agree with that. And I think that's where possibly I have changed a little bit. Is that I, I think when I had the, the zeal and vim of youth, hmm. do you remember that? No. Oh, episode, episode 96, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think I probably thought in that slightly annoying way that young people think I can change the world. Like it's okay, everyone I'm here now. We're going to change the world. <laughs> there was an element of that. And I think one of the things that has changed in the last couple of years in particular is like being okay with the fact that it's not about me. Like, and that is, as you know, that's, that's not something that comes easily to that's me. That's a statement. There's a thing. There we are. We've got there. But this eight-year-long therapy you know I mean? course has finally... No, what it is, it's been an eight-year-long cry for help. And no one's been listening, Dave. I've been listening. No one's been listening. <laughs> 10,000 people no have been listening. No one's answered that cry for help. Um, yeah, no, I, th I think campaigning in particular is a very, it's a very performative thing. It's a very egotistical thing. And it's a very showy thing. It's a very... It, I know the right use this term virtue signaling, but the one of the reasons it's it's a painful term is because there's some truth in it. Like a lot of people in campaigning world and in left world, left world are kind of quite keen to show everyone else that they are the mostest kind of right on person. Not everyone at all, but there are some people like that, and it's it lends itself to that. And I think I slightly fell prey to that. And I've tried really hard to like focus on the thing rather than on my role in the thing. And I think once you get to that place, and I'm not sure I'm there yet, but once you get to that place, that's when you probably become most effective. Like you are doing the thing because the thing is important, not because people might say, didn't you do the thing well? And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. The, the brandy tightrope is getting increasingly hard to <laughs> navigate. So just a perfunctory question from um, Andre. On Have you been recording, by the way? I don't know. Oh, yeah. See, in the middle of the levels went weird. That's because I just messed something up. So, yeah. 
I don't do what you like. I don't care. I'm subscribed. But relatedly, <laughs> Andre's question on email is, and this is a good question, should we keep our subscription to the podcast in case we decide to come back or make a reunion? All I will say is my advice would be, yes, do keep it just in case. And I will be, I will level with you. That's not one of those Kermode and Mayo like, oh, maybe we might come back. It'll all be all right. So no, we have no plans in, right In now. a week's time, an yeah. enormous production. <laughs> yeah. oh, the least surprising comeback ever. No, that, look, we are stopping the battle. It is stopping. Yeah. But we have said in the pub, and we are almost certainly going to say tonight, in fact, I reckon tonight we will have plans to do this, that we are not averse to the idea of coming back and doing a special, no, doing a thing. Of course not. And, and that may happen. And if you don't keep you subscription you may not know about it so yeah i reckon keep it keep it keep you keep you keep us on the old um musk twitter thing if it's still a thing keep us on the facebooks you know yeah, yeah. i suppose we should set up a mastodon thing before we go it. Okay. i don't care what steve says <laughs> uh yes i agree with that i don't think there's any serious chance that come mid-january we're going to go do you know what no i wish we were doing weekly babble again we're not doing i that. think that's not gonna happen but you know, in an ideal world, we would have more time to do different, bigger, more interesting, possibly more sort of investigatory things investigatory. On, on, on Babel. I'd love to Like in The that. Killing? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Scandi Noir. I picture is... myself as the detective in a jumper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Instead I of a trick in a Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're all on the journey. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, if you've got any ideas for that, send us an email to the inbox that won't be looked at but uh, yeah maybe maybe we'll sort ourselves out and come back but do yeah and tell people you never know there might be something that you want to refer well, listen, to, the to. Like, there's, it's a big library of stuff yeah. not least interesting people being interviewed so the battle you know. will still be there like we we, we will use that we've been very people have been very kindly giving us like a last minute donation we're going to use that to keep the babble online for a good couple of years it's not going anywhere like it's still going to be there as a thing if you are you know if you think oh Ol and Dave could really do an interesting podcast with me about a thing get in touch you never know yeah um, we will put the, in the show notes of this episode is the new email address address to send stuff to because you if you use the old one it will be destroyed because it's just full of pr guff anyways we'll put a new email address at the bottom here so you can use that right uh, right look, i'm gonna miss those um those oh, press releases can we right look <laughs> seriously we talked about I, I have a appeal to make and this is an appeal to my younger self right which is let's face it, most people listening to this podcast when i started doing campaigning stuff and when i did it without a press unit and i just sort of did it by myself like when i did that other thing before mm. the environmental stuff and you'd write a press release and you would send it to a list of journalists that you had right and hilarious and contradiction in terms though it is that includes us right so you would yes, send. So we get we get those things we get yeah, those things we're, we're not journalists let me tell you what happens this, this might be the most useful thing the babble has ever done for you if you work in pr or press and and this is your strategy is to send press releases to people do you have any idea how many of those things we receive friend of the babble james murray i'm sure you won't mind me saying it's basically just like cannot work his email because it is too full of shits that people send him well, we, we get a fraction of that and we he don't... this this is a guy like obviously business green are fantastic but it is trade press essentially trade like press stuff. imagine if you are the guardian or whatever like imagine how much shit they get yeah so you get whole other emails that is actually the stuff you look at right we i i promise you if we've if you've sent us a pr email or if you've somehow sent us a thing we won't have read it and it's not because we think you're an in-half it's because we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. stop doing it right Stop doing it. 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Right, would you like your final babble present? Yes, Robin? please. Okay, yeah. this is the best present of all, right? This is the best present of all. It's not as good as... it's Okay, it's not as good as you having written me a song. He's grabbing his phone, which suggests something on his phone. Maybe you should be the uh, detective in the jumper with that kind of insight. <laughs> okay. This is, this is your final present, okay? You ready? Well, uh, this is it. Um, yeah, you, you've been brilliant, but um, I can't believe that you just cut me out of a career like that. It's been seven years, that's over half my life, that I've been babbling for you, right? And you just cut me off. Honestly, I feel very betrayed. But, um, yeah, bye. Yes, it's... Um... It's an interesting sensation, betraying one's niece. <laughs> I still love the fact that you killed the babble without telling the other star of the babble. That you killed the babble. <laughs> Honestly, like, throughout... I, I know the, the, the evidence doesn't bear this out, but throughout this whole kind of period of time, eight and a half years, seven and a half years, I've worked under the assumption that no one's paying attention. Like, that... Yeah. Because I we... Know, I know, Because we just... <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> but not not through any kind of self, like, you know, weird self-flagellating way. It's just like, it's it's a strange thing to do because you sit in your shed and shout at a computer screen and then that's it. Hmm. And I, I, I just, something in my head has not clicked that like I know what you mean loads and loads of human beings actually listen. And if they've listened for a long time, probably have quite a good sense of what we're like. And yeah, I know what you mean by like, that. It's weird. We're, like, we're I, in a weird I way, can't in get a that very in my small head. way famous and it's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that is a weird thing. I like, there there have been people we've spoken to people, and they've been like we afterwards be like that. That was a bit strange. That what was going on there? And you've always been the one to be like, I don't. This sounds stupid, but I think they might have been a bit sort of nervous and talking to us. I don't care how much trouble this gets me into. <laughs> Mrs. Dave, when she met you for the first time, was like, "But that's all. I can't meet all." It's like no, was it all. my uh, was. She, it's a kind of physical intimidation, isn't it? It's, it's the... No, no, it was the babble <laughs> intimidation. And I think, yeah, I've, I've had that all the time. And it's like, it's weird, isn't it? Anyway, what are you saying? I'm getting quite drunk. Now. Well, only, only that that's why, like, so yes, it was bad that I didn't let Arabella and her parents know <clears throat> first <laughs> before just like but putting it, a thing on Facebook. It didn't Facebook. occur to you they would care. It didn't, that's why. And yeah. like, and, and my mum said like, oh, you know, sad to see you stopping the babble. And it's like, I, I honestly sort of didn't think you knew it was a thing, and I don't know why because she's talked about it before. But I, yeah, there's something in my head which has never quite clicked with the idea that people know we do this, uh, and so yeah, sorry, Arabella. That's very lovely, and also another reminder of just how old uh, we have become, and indeed Arabella has become since we started this. I love you very much. I love you too. Thank you very much. Babble hug? No, because I don't want to knock you over. You stay the... there. I'll come and hug you. I honestly, I haven't showered. No, I do. Weekly. Bubble hug. Bubble hug. There we go. Oh, you haven't showered either. I have. 
been in your house for a bit. <laughs> yes, it's been great. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mom. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Like, yeah, we love you. Sorry for getting drunk on our last episode. That's not very. I couldn't care less. No, listen, Babalami, we love you very much. Thank you. I think that's it. Oh, I think we're. I think we're done. There is nothing else to there say. There is nothing else to say. I love you. I love everyone, except Inhoff, who we never got on. Ah, oh, shit. That we will come back for that. Yeah, right. If you okay, sort that out. We're coming. We'll back. come back for Inhoff definitely. Okay, okay. Oh, bye, 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 bye. I asked the chair, you know what this is? It's a snowball. And that's just from outside here. So it's very, very cold out, very unseasonal. So here, Mr. President, catch this. Mm-hmm.